You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwind. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. It's been one full year aboard the Outcast. How does it feel? Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, it's pretty crazy, actually, to think about. Uh, to think about that hyperspace is now a year old. That is insane, man. Time literally flies crazy. when you're flying through hyperspace. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It really does. This is so... It's so crazy. Like, we were getting, uh, you know, close to sort of like the anniversary, and I was just sort of like, wow, it's time to one upgrade the outcast a little bit and make make a few improvements you know i mean han and chewy were always kind of working on the falcon so i figure in in that in that spirit we got to continue that so um but yeah man it's just nice to kind of i i think we're going to take a little bit of time here in the beginning just to reflect and look back on you know this this past year in hyperspace hangout we've been podcasting for a long time we've been talking about star wars for a long time but uh we we just barely over a hair over a year ago we we started off with this with this project and actually this project's been in the works for even longer than that which is crazy yeah which is which is crazy uh yeah man it's just it's just cra- strange to think about you know especially uh, at the time we started last year you know it was like really busy and some of our other stuff going on um but yeah, yeah i mean a lot of great things in star wars have happened in this past year i mean mandalorian rise of skywalker jedi fallen order clone wars um, and yep. Star Wars has actually, I think, progressively gotten better over uh, this past year, which is crazy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. Mandalorian came out. We got a good, you know, got a good video game, Clone Wars. And uh, now we're looking forward to, to Mandalorian season two. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. Disney Plus has is now a thing, right? I mean, that was not a thing as yeah. of yeah as of last uh, as of last year when we started recording, and so now we have all of this content we can just go consume whenever we want. Um, you know, but I have some demands, right, it, for things okay. that I want uh, in Star Wars. <laughs> you know, by this time next year, okay, okay, okay. Is it right. too much to ask for? Uh, to have all of the Star Wars movies on Disney Plus, I don't think so. And I know, you know, Solo hasn't come over yet, you know, because they have, you know, there's a, they they always have some sort of deal with, you know, Netflix and stuff, where they get to have the movie for yeah, so long, yeah. or whatever. All right, we need to get Solo obviously on Disney Plus, so I can just plow through all of Star Wars, and we need the Battle of Endor and the yep. Caravan of Courage on Please. Disney Plus. Make it happen. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you want to joke about Kathleen Kennedy getting fired, right? I mean, uh, that's I know there's some serious controversy right there. Uh huh. Yeah. No, they've got it. I mean, yeah, that's a great demand. I I am with you on that 100 percent. Folks who kind of know my origin story, uh, Caravan of Courage is just where it's at. So I I, I need it. Um, I enjoy I still have the old VHS. And yes, I upgraded to the DVD version. Sometimes I put it in just for background noise, and it's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, that, that's great because I think you know as we as we kind of think back, and I want to think back just for a second on this first season of Hyperspace Hangout, and and we appreciate, by the way, all of our listeners, like all all of you guys that are listening, that have sent in transmissions, supported us on Patreon, subscribed over on YouTube, um, all of that. I, I really can't thank you guys enough because um, you're our friends from a galaxy far, far away. And that's huge to me. I love interacting with you guys. We have like four, I think, three or four great transmissions um, coming up later in the show. So stick around for those. They're, they're going to be awesome. And, and also, I'll put this in here as well. If you send, if you send Matt or I a transmission, and it's a theory, it's speculation, it's whatever, it will be read on the show. Like, like just know that, okay? If you send us an audio clip, whatever it may be, we want to interact, and we've said from the beginning that this is a you know this is a Star Wars podcast. It's been it's made by fans for fans, and it's just for us to hang out in hyperspace. It's really always been the spirit of this podcast, and that's going to continue you know as we go into uh, what will be season two for us. Yes, so, yes, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, and and also um, shout out to all of our you know we've done some collaborations. We did quite a few collaborations at the end of the Clone Wars. And we got a chance to kind of talk with some new Star Wars friends, make new friends, reach out to people. And it's just been a blast. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, we're looking forward to that continuing. We've already lined up um, three or four new collaborations this summer. So uh, there's there's that. So, so yeah. Okay. All right. So now before we get into some of um, those transmissions and things like that, I wanted to, I wanted Matt and I. Um, I don't know that we've done this. I, I've done this on other projects, and I've not really... I don't think I've done it here on Hyperspace, and if I have, then I apologize and just kind of bear with me. It's just... Um, it's our anniversary, okay? It's our birthday. I kind of want to, you know, want to talk about some of our, our moments growing up where we fell in love with Star Wars, where Matt and I, as friends, experienced, you know, Star Wars together. And, like, I, I one of the first things that pops into my mind is is actually... Um, like movie marathons and us doing um, Star Wars marathons and things like that, whether it's at the Newark house or it was at, um, at the high school, we brought the movies in, 
during our senior skit and things like that. So there was uh, our friend. Right. There was yeah. a lot of Little Caesars pizza, a lot yeah. of donuts, <laughs> a lot of Mountain Dew and a lot of sheet cake. OK, I mean, just yeah. like just, just yes. like I mean, literally it like our our buddy Tom, we just went and we just got sheet cake. I mean, like, I mean, just <laughs> who does that? What I, are we doing? I mean, literally, it's I, just like, like, we, it would be, it was like, all right, 9 a.m., and we go to Kroger, right? You know, Fred Meyer, if you live on the yeah, West Coast, yeah. and we just got cake. Like, just, yeah, it's I, not our birthday or anything, you know, just <laughs> get a big cake, sheet cake. <laughs> And then, you know, we'd like, all right, by the time, by the time episode, we got through episode, uh, I think, you know, episode two or episode three, you get that, you know, you get that halftime break, right? Or, you know, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, ah, after episode two, we'll go take a break, then do three through three through six, or, you know, it just depends on how or how yeah. early in the day we started, you know, just right around that 11, you know, a.m. mark, right? Once Little Caesars opens, uh, yeah. <laughs> and just go get that $5 yeah. pizza. Dude, that those were some crazy times. First of all, we thought we were indestructible. I mean, we Good thought God. there was could nothing we could put in our bodies. Today? Oh my <laughs> no, God! No, I, I cannot. <laughs> It'd be we great. thought we could put just straight sugar into our bodies and we would be fine. And actually, we were for a long right. time. So um, we were very strong in the force yeah. during those times. But that's that's changed. Um, and also, it's one of those things. By the way, just to any of those youngsters out there listening, once you that's not a recommendation. Uh, by Matt or I to go get. I mean, I highly I mean, maybe maybe it. you should tr- like if you're 18, <laughs> maybe you, should you try absolutely it once or twice. should eat sheet cake, eat Little Caesars pizza, pizza, slam Mountain Dew, and watch Star Wars because <laughs> the day you turn 30, that all changes. And I'm sure there are people listening being like, the day just wait until you guys hit 40, okay? Just right, wait. and people, just and then wait. even older people just, like, wait. just wait until you hit 50. Right, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's life, you know. Those experiences, those those shared um, moments and things like that that are that are kind of cool to to think about. You know, my mom actually loved that. I mean, instead of we we were not like doing any you know crazy random. I mean, we well, we got into some some shenanigans, but I mean for the most part, like you know, I think our parents were pretty happy that we were uh, you know watching Star Wars and and, and having yeah. marathons. Although you know, I mean, they were happy in, until the chores needed done, right? And then it was sort of like, what are you guys doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so that was great. Uh, shout out to our buddy Tom, who always hooked us up with cake, and we would not let our buddy uh, Brett come over without bringing a pizza. Seriously, and those were no. Just, I like, mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's uh, it, was, it was like during college, uh, we all like lived in you know, a big house together, and he lived in the dorms. And uh, he's like, "All right, guys, I'm coming over." I'm like, "Don't come over unless you bring a pizza." And it was a joke. Yeah, but like then we, he would. He literally a, would always <laughs> bring a pizza. So yes, he just kept doing yes. it. Then he just kept bringing pizza. It was great. Yeah, I was like, well, it's kind of a kind of a tradition. I mean, act, act, at the end there, it's like I don't think we would have let him in the house if he wouldn't have brought a pizza. Yeah. It was a joke, but then it turned into something serious. Um, so, anyways, and also um, shout out to our friend uh, Tiffany from Swish and Flick, who I, I sometimes forget was there at the Newark house for some of those Star Wars marathons that we did, and that was again. This is like right after high school, going into college. And uh, should we have been studying more? Probably. But were we playing Knights of the Old Republic yes. and, and doing and doing Battle marathons? Front, we were. Yes. And yeah, it, it was just awesome. So it's just kind of neat. Like uh, going back to, I think, junior year in high school, junior and senior year, we did. We had a lot of Star Wars in our life. Like we were. T- I mean, it was episode three. 
And uh, then we kind of propelled us into like our, our senior skit and things, which was awesome. Uh, we had lightsabers and we did this whole like choreographed lightsaber fight, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we've talked about before on here. Once I do twice. have the footage and, of it. Uh, it someday. Do you still? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, just a lot of fun. Our buddy uh, David Fogel um, over on uh, Contingency Plan Podcast, you know, was was a part of all those shenanigans as well. And and uh, it just it's just great, you know, just just good times. And and uh, that's uh, we love when you guys send us your memories and share sort of like just those stories because we can kind of connect. I mean, it's it, you have this sort of um, it's the, the spirit of those memories are similar. And just in that, like you loved Star Wars, that was your passion. It's what brought you together. Um, or you were just friends with somebody and then you kind of shared your passion with them and brought them into this galaxy of, you know, that's epic and, and has, we've got lightsabers in the force and it's awesome. So anyway, yeah, that's just sort of a trip back down memory lane. Uh, Matt and I, so many more stories we could tell. We'll kind of spare you guys from, from some of those, but, uh, it was good times, good times. We're planning on making more of those memories as we look forward. So, um, another thing I wanted to kind of do. Um, so we've talked about looking forward and, and we've talked about like where we want the podcast to go. We've got a lot of books coming up this summer, uh, that we want to read. We want to get back into, um, still don't know about star Wars celebration, but regardless, I'm, I'm thinking it's going you know, to say it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm Cause that would because be, so, you know, so, so the West coast said they're going to open back up like together and I'm in live in Oregon. And so we just opened up the county I live in and I live, you know, just, I live just like pretty much next door to Portland. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, I, th- I think we might be, I mean, they're saying, they're saying middle of June. So we're in phase one reopening now, which is up to 25 people and like some restaurants and stuff are opening. So they said phase two by middle of June, which would mean that maybe sports and stuff like that could happen by July, August. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, one of my things, you know, I, I actually um, shout out to my friend Lindsay Gadotti over at Clashing Sabers who hooked me up with a VIP pass, you know, for celebration. So I'm like the one year where I get that and, and it's sort of in question. It's up in the air as to whether or not we're going to have it. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. So if they give us the option to let's say it does, um, you know, that they do have to kind of cancel it or whatever. I hope they just sort of say you can keep your ticket or keep your confirmation code and then just that'll that'll just go on, you know, like into the next celebration, you know what right. I mean? So that way I don't lose that Jedi VIP uh, uh, all-access pass, which seems kind of cool, and it's a lot of money. So, um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to season two, uh, gosh, of the, of, the, of the Mandalorian. It's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. We've been doing a lot more speculation and, and casting speculation on YouTube so um, please go check that out. Please subscribe to the channel over there. We're really trying to, to you know, take that to the next level. And uh, it's, it's exciting. But, man, there's so many different things. And we've actually got a transmission today kind of talking about, like, just, just some speculation. And, and uh, Caleb last week sending in some, some more um, of that Mandalorian speculation with Baby Yoda and so on. It's great. This is, this is, this is what I love doing. I love talking about the projects that are coming up. And thinking about what we're gonna what we're gonna get, and just the cool stories that are gonna be coming down the line. So, okay, now um, Matt, let's jump into something here. I don't know why this, this this thought just sort of came to me. I've been thinking about Star Wars more. I've been reading more books. I've been kind of um, I've just been on the Star Wars high mm-hmm. here recently, and I think it's I think it's all of these. Uh, it was the, the end of the Clone Wars, and it's this um, Mandalorian documentary 
which has just I, like that. I haven't even watched the last um, the last episode. You told me it was just amazing. It's super, and cool. I need to go watch. Yeah, that. it's all about the tech yeah. that they use. Uh, and it's just crazy. It's like this enormous screen and they use like a video game engine. So everything renders in real time. So it's not really like mm. we're using green screens and blue screens anymore. Uh, it's just really it's a really cool episode. I definitely encourage people to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Just been just been really kind of into um, everything Star Wars and have been going back and catching up on books. I've been missing out on comic books. Uh, if you notice on our Instagram, by the way, our Instagram, and our Twitter uh, we we've been sharing. Uh, Matt's been reading a lot more comics recently and has been diving into that, uh, which is which is yeah, there's just so much to keep up with, which is what I love, by the way. I, I love that, that I can always just kind of anytime I, I uh, like on the weekend, it's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to the comic book shop or I'm going to have price books to look for, you know, my to, to add to my book collection or I'm going to Big Fun in downtown Columbus and I'm going to try to pick up some, you know, uh, action figures. So there's always just something. And then there's things to consume, things to go get, but that looks awesome, and uh, he's been sharing some stuff over there, just some of the comics that you've been uh, reading, and been doing some research on on Mara Jade mm-hmm. recently, yes. too. Yes, yeah, I have, I'm planning on, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working on a Mara Jade uh, YouTube video, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, so some fun, exciting stuff going on there, but uh, now let's dive into this. So I, I was thinking about, like, sharing, and I don't really know what you call these moments, but, like, uh, there are these moments in the originals and I guess even maybe moments from our childhood, you know, when, uh, whether it's elementary school, middle school, whatever it may be, like when you were watching star Wars, what were those moments where if you were playing with toys on the floor or you were doing something else and this moment comes on in a new hope or empire or return and you just can't, you have to look you like you, you, it's, it's a, it's one of those scenes or moments that you never miss if that makes sense. And I asked you, know, you kind of jotted down three, I jotted down three. So we want to kind of talk through those. And I don't know if people get that, but like, have you ever watched like um, a movie that you've seen multiple times and sometimes you just put it on because, you know, whatever you're going to, you're going to do something else, but it's going to be on at the same time. But when that scene shows up or when, it, when you come to that scene, you stop whatever you're doing and you watch it. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Those are the those are the kind of scenes we're going to talk about. And number one for me, and this is any time that I have Empire on, and it's just playing. It, it it always it's a reminder. I don't know why I like this scene so much. And and as I've gotten older, it's even it's grown on me even more. Um, but it's Luke speaking to Leia. It's him reaching out in the Force. Uh, when he is, you know, he says he's upside down in, in, in Cloud City. He's just uh, confronted Vader and uh, lost his hand. You know, he's desperate. He's reaching out. He's calling to her in the force. And first of all, that's just, it's cut up so well. It's just so beautiful. It's so uh, crazy. Like he's, there's nothing underneath right. him. You know what I mean? Like he's just hanging there and that, like, like he needs to be rescued. Yeah. And, like, like, like the irony is that he rescued them in a sense, even though it was a, it was a trap really, but like he's a part of what helps, you know, spring cause some confusion, occupy Vader. So that way Vader is not, you know, uh, which is exactly what Vader wanted. So either way though, Leia has to go back and kind of, you know, uh, rescue Luke. And it's, it's, it's also, it's not even just that scene where he's sort of reaching out and he's saying, Leia, 
right? And he's reaching out to her. It's also when he's speaking to his father. There's, there's all this sort of like communication going on um, across great distances. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's a scene that I, I cannot, every time it's on the screen, I've got to watch it. I think about it. I think about how it impacts Star Wars and what a cool scene it is. And it also just further adds to the idea that George had this planned out. He really knew this, this is his world. This is his galaxy. And um, he, he, you know, he had plans for Luke and Leia. Like he has this, this whole thing kind of, kind of figured out. And it's one of those indicators that tells you that um, there's something special between Luke and Leia. Yeah. So, well that, yeah, that, and that ties into one of mine, which is Luke being saved from his fall on cloud city. Right. Cause it's the, it's pretty, it's kind of the same moment, except I, I guess for me, yeah. my focus on it is, I, I don't know why. And I, I kind of went at these three moments um, with just this, thought process of when I was a kid, like thinking back to watching Star Wars as a kid, right? You know, we talked about it, the VHS set, whether you had the gold one or the silver one, you know, Darth Vader um, and just like watching it with my mom and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, you know, these three, these three moments are like the moments I just think of. It's not necessarily the first moment that comes to my mind when I think of Star Wars in general, but for some reason it's just, you know, the three. Um, And so one of them, mine is Luke being saved from his fall. Right. So, you know, uh, same moment, except I, I, it's to me, it's not him hanging there and think and calling out to Leia. It's actually, you know, it's like, it's land, right. You know, it's Lando and Leia and they're, and they're, Lando. And they're yeah. like, and they're flying and just like, okay, hold on, like get him in, you know, like, and I don't know why I just, just one of those moments I think of, um, I think it's just because like the ending of empire strikes back, right. Is such a good cliffhanger, you know, like no pun intended. Um, yeah, because, you know, when four ends, it's like that could be the end of the whole thing. I mean, Darth Vader's still out there, right? Oh, you know, but like, but yeah. but five is when you get to the end of five, I'm just so ready to hit play on six. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it's like, yes. it's like, I, it's like, I cannot just simply watch The Empire Strikes Back. Like, if I'm going yeah. to watch, like, yeah, I, I could watch episode four and be and be good. Mm-hmm. I, I I just cannot watch episode five without watching episode six. Like I will watch them together. And that's probably the only two movies in Star Wars where I'm like, I, I, I view them as like one event, right? Like, cause I know that I'm, I will be watching five and six. Um, and, yeah. and it's just, it's, yeah. I don't know why. So it's just always for me. I remember just being a kid and seeing that that scene and just being like, oh, let's go, you know, and then boom, immediately pressing play on six. It's like I, I always because I always watched them back to back. I think more yeah. often than not, I actually would watch five and six and like maybe not four, but it would be like, boom, yeah. five and yeah. six. Yeah. I, I kind of think like like in our age group, that might have been a lot of people. Um, and I'll kind of, that'll lead me into my, my second point here, uh, which, which I'll get to, but just on the idea of, of Lando, it is actually very interesting that, you know, in, in four and five, you've seen Han Solo and Chewbacca there in the Falcon and it's just so disruptive. And it's just kind of a crazy image to see Lando there with Leia and, and Chewie. It's just, you know, it's like, what's going on? This is just, it's just a little bizarre and the, the symmetry is off and it's because the, there's chaos. The, the, the empire has, has struck back, you know, and, and so that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Uh, point number two for me is actually on Hoth, uh, the Imperial probe droid. And I, people are like, wait, what? You know, it, it's, I don't know why it's, it's such an interesting, um, well, I do know why, 
Um, but to this day, whenever it comes on, I, I, I watch, I watch the whole scene and I get kind of, I think back to when I first, it's, it's my first, um, I don't know if I've said this here or not, but it's like one of the first things that I saw in star Wars, one of my first star Wars memories. Like I remember seeing it, it was something that was taped over. Um, it was like the end of a VHS tape and I only got to watch the first, you know, like 20 minutes. But when I started watching whatever it was, um, someone had started the recording kind of right before the Imperial probe droid shows up and I was just hooked as a kid. And so when that comes on, I, I stop and I think back to that, that memory. And I've always tried to track down that. I think it's in a box in my, in my uh, parents' attic somewhere, but you know, just tried to track down that VHS so I can actually go show people like the odds that it was, it was some incredible Hulk like TV show thing and someone had continued the the taping and it had had gone over into Empire Strikes Back. And I was watching the first thing and then the tape just kind of runs out, you know, and, and I caught the first little bit of, of Empire. And I went to my mom and was like, what, what is, what this? is right. this? You know, and I, I kept talking about this droid and and this, you know, this big Wookiee, uh, you know, which I didn't even know it was a Wookiee. It was this big hairy thing, you know, and, and this guy with a blaster. And I wanted to know what that was. So... That for me is was one of those moments where whenever it shows up, I'm just like, yeah, pretty cool, pretty pretty awesome moment. It takes me right back to my childhood, and it's my entry point. It's where I started as like super young. I don't even remember how how young I was, but it was I was very young, and I remember being you know because she would tell me about that later on. Like that was what she remembered being my first moment. I would come and I would talk to her about those characters, and I wanted to know more about that story. And I was just like, wow, you know, because. It's just, I don't know, things are a little muddled right. when you're younger. You don't really remember exactly, you know, but I, mom kept referring. I remembered that moment. I just didn't know that was my first moment, and it made more sense as, as I got older, and mom kind of, you know, explained it to me. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's number two for me. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, I my number one moment I want to save to be my final one, right? Cause just because we're, uh, let's, we'll, okay. we, let's stay, yeah. in, stay in Empire Strikes Back here with um, Chewbacca saving C-3PO, right? I don't know why. I just always think one of those moments, again, I one, I think is a little underrated. I mean, it's kind of funny, right? You know, C-3PO is like, broken to bits which is something that happened you know then we <laughs> then we see more and more throughout the series right and Chewbacca is like trying to put him back together and it's like not going very well and you know he's he's yelling and, and freaking out and uh it's just great it's like it's just a, it's, it's it's really like kind of just you know adds it's the the comedy in the originals a lot of the comedy in the originals comes from Chewbacca right because he's it's like it's ridiculous right it's like mm-hmm. him and C-3PO and the droids you know and they're like you know right. they're doing you know s- dumb stuff and you know Archie like R2-D2 fighting with Yoda right you know Yoda's final fight right is with R2-D2 is yeah. like R2-D2 <laughs> hey like yeah give me back my thing right you know and then like or like Chewbacca playing chess and getting all upset and and stuff like that and yeah so uh I just think I think that moment of him like you know, car- like carrying this like broken C-3PO and like, I'm trying to, you know, figure it all. I'm trying to fix everything, man. You know, like kind of like kind of right, just right. It's just like, right. absurd, right? Yeah, it's, it is crazy. You look at all the things that are going wrong in Empire and it's just like clear clear down to like C-3PO is, is, is blown to bits <laughs> and, and then Chewie's putting them back together. So, yeah, that's that's a good one. And I do come I sometimes kind of forget about that. But that that's a it's a great moment, you know, Um and those characters, as you say, it's it's funny that the comedy kind of comes from a Wookiee who we can't really understand, and then droid speak, and then you get C three PO in the middle, like interpreting right. for everybody. It's which, great, which it's is great. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, 
Um, cool. So then leading into, I guess, my third point here, and I had two written down. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of reverse these. So one of my favorite, um, it's one of my favorite scenes. I have, you know, numerous scenes that I think are like my favorite. Um, but in Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite movie, and uh, it's, it's when Luke walks into Jabba's palace. A lot of people don't like Jabba's palace. They think it kind of slows things down or they just don't really like the energy there. And they say kind of, oh, after Jabba's palace, it really picks up when you go to Dagobah and then boom, we, we hop over to the rebellion and things just kind of, you know, pick up or whatever. But I mean, you really needed this. This is sort of, again, as you say, it's the press play after episode five. Like you've got to figure out where Han Solo went and where did Boba Fett take him. And so the fact that we go on this daring rescue mission and we don't really, we don't get the plan. No one told us what the plan was. We just, are, we just jump right into it. And you see C-3PO and R2 going up. And even, even C-3PO is sort of like, I don't even know the full plan here. We're, we're gifts. Like, what, R2? You know, what's going on? Um, and Luke Skywalker's there, and he's, he's, he's leveled up. And to me, it's just, it's one of my favorite things. Like, Jabba's Palace is just one of right. my favorite uh, sequences there's a, in, in there's Star a, Wars when he there's walks Luke Skywalker in. force choke. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's that. I mean, there's so much. And then, and then, like you've heard so much about Jabba the Hutt, and and Jabba is such a big deal that he recognizes what this Jedi is, and that he's using a Jedi mind trick. And you're like, okay, like this is this is a big deal. Um, and then that that first you know kind of rescue attempt by Leia doesn't quite um, work out, and and you're sort of like, oh crap, like we're really in a pickle. And then it doesn't work out for Luke. And you're like, oh, okay, hold on a second. Um, what's what's going on? Did he just have multiple contingency plans? Whatever. Uh, what, what's what's happening here? And really, you know, R two's got his saber. It, it's just it's just such a cool. I watched that whole thing, and I just can't. I can't do anything. I can't fold laundry. I can't right. do whatever. Ignite, I just ignite, have to. If and that's ignite on, the green. Exactly. Exactly. It's just such a cool moment, and so I challenge people to go back and really. Just enjoy that if you can. So people are like, I'm out. But I, I love that moment. Um, so, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. All right. Well, um, my uh, my number one, and again, this is uh, on this mindset of watching Star Wars as a kid. The first scene I think, of, again, so when I watch, when I think just Star Wars, this is not the first scene that comes to mind. But only when I, when I think in the context of like when I was a kid watching Star Wars, you know. You had like a big, you know, tube TV, right? You know, in the living room, you know, um, like mm-hmm. old rocking chair, watching, you know, watching Star Wars. Is Lando destroying the second Death Star? You know, and like flying through it, and there's like energy couplings everywhere, and he's like dodging all this stuff, and there's TIE fighters chasing him. And it's just like it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, he's in he's out there, you know, Han's down on Endor, Luke is fighting the Emperor, and Lando is, like, flying the Millennium Falcon right into the Death Star to blow it up at its core. And I just, I think it's, I think it's cool, and I think it's underrated. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you brought up these Lando moments, and I kind of thought, man, a lot of my memories, too, are, like, I don't know, Lando's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I love, <laughs> like, I love Return, so obviously, like, Lando's there, and I think it's great. And then even when I think about Empire, um, yeah, I mean he's I like that that whole bit at the end, the the rescue and everything is just is just awesome. So I don't know with you. And I guess, you know, for me too, I'm gonna throw one more kind of honorable mention in here because you kind of talked about like when you think back as a kid, you know, m- mine are more like 
like like my memories were more like they in, they impacted me as a kid, and I always thought about them, and then even to this day, like when they're on, I just can't turn away from them. So, and it's because of the impact that they had on me as a child when when I watched those scenes, I was kind of blown away. So, I guess another one of those just honorable mention here um, is Leia meeting Wicket because people probably wondered, you know, how did I get in? Why why do I love Caravan of Courage so much? I was just didn't ex- you know didn't expect that. Yeah, I did I did not expect for her to come across this individual and I you know you, you're expecting her to come across like imperial troops uh and to be captured and stuff and instead she's taken in by Ewoks and I'm like I so as a kid I was I was just I loved that part and then when you told me that there was more Ewoks I just well okay I'm in I mean I'm going to Caravan of Courage and 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 uh, battle battle for Endor so there we go uh yeah yeah so yeah, that's a lot, that, lot of no, they're great, man. Great. You know, it's great to kind of reminisce on you know, some of these. And especially, again, you know, a big part of the show is not just it's it's thinking about it when when reminiscing on watching it with other people, watching it when we were kids, you know, all of these all of these kind of things here. So it's great. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Well, as we got a bunch of transmissions today and they're really good. And I'm going to jump into this first one here. Mm-hmm. Um, hey guys, uh, this is from Jason. He says, my name is Jason from Southern California. I grew up with Star Wars and it is by far my number one fandom. Being a Star Wars super nerd is hard when you don't have someone of equal nerdiness to bounce all of your ideas and speculations against. Uh, I'm not big into technology and I don't really do social media. I, top, uh, I told my daughter that I was obsessed with YouTube Star Wars videos, not Mike Zero, he has in parentheses, so I could increase my knowledge. She told me that I should listen to podcasts and that I might find a Star Wars one that I would like. I did a search and stumbled upon Hyperspace Hangout. I think it was the Millennium Falcon logo that caught my eye. I listened and I was hooked. When I listen, I feel like I'm sitting with my friends nerding out. I believe it's not uh, it's not putting people down, but uplifting them, and you guys demonstrate that perfectly. I don't care if you've been a fan for a day. Come on in and let me teach you and let the journey begin. But anyway, mm-hmm. on to my origin story. It begins a long time ago in a small southern city in Florida. I grew up poor with a single mother. I was uh, a little southern boy running around the swamps, playing with the frogs, the lizards, bugs, etc. for fun. I didn't have many friends because there just wasn't many people around that were my age. Eventually, my mother remarried. Uh, She married a man that was nice, kind, and a nerd. My stepfather had a huge collection of VHS tapes, all sci-fi, Star Trek, Lost in Space, and uh, everything. One day, while looking through the tapes, I happened upon a movie called The Empire Strikes Back. I pushed the tape in, and it was done. I was hooked for life. I was mesmerized with the hot scene, the Wampa, Snowspeeders, AT-ATs, the Force. All I could think about was this movie, and when my stepfather told me there was uh, the second one, or that uh, this was the second one, and that he had the first movie on tape as well, it was like Christmas morning. I watched A New Hope, and it was just as good. I can't count the number of times I watched the movie, and I just hoped that they would make more, but back then, usually it was just one sequel and done. Now we have social media, and obtaining information is super easy, but in 1983, it was a different story in the summer of 1983 because both my parents had to work and i didn't have school i had uh to attend a ymca summer camp it was the most boring time of my life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, from the time i got there all i could think about was going home 
every Wednesday they would take us to the movies and we got to watch, you know, the old lame movie like Old Yeller and it was boring, but it was something different. One Wednesday we went to the movie and as usual I walked in, sat down and awaited another lame movie. The lights went down and I saw the 20th Century Fox logo. My eye popped open. I'd only seen that logo for two other movies that I knew. Uh, then it happened on the screen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, in my head, I was wondering, is this Star Wars or Empire? But what I what I saw was Episode 6, The Return of the Jedi. I lost it. <laughs> this is great. Oh, this my God. Great. This is great. I don't think I even blinked once. I had no idea that there was even a new Star Wars movie being made, let alone already out. I was blown away. Luke flipping above the Sarlacc, uh, showdown with Vader and the Emperor, and yes, I do love myself some Ewoks. This is a memory I will never forget, and probably the best surprise I ever had. I used to I used to play uh, sticks and stay home and have Star Wars marathons, and I don't know how many times I tried to use the Force to get the TV remote. Maybe one day <laughs> it will work. Hey, I still to this day. <laughs> Do that, yeah. man. I'm sometimes I'm sitting on the. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I have a, we have an I have an exercise bike in my uh, living room, uh, and so sometimes I'm like riding it, and I'm like, oh, where's my phone? And it's like on the table, and I just you know stick out my right. hand. It doesn't work. Yeah. But one day it will. One day. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, during the dark years, I read Star Wars books, but there just wasn't much else out there. But then the prequels came out, and I was super excited. I remember it as a kid, countless nights going to bed, wondering what the Clone Wars were and if I would ever see them. The dialogue between Luke and old Ben always stuck with me. Uh, Luke, yeah, you know, you fought in the Clone Wars. You know, Ben, yes, I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. When I saw that scene in the arena with the Jedi running towards the battle droids, all those nights of anticipation and wondering came to reality. Of the prequels, Attack of the Clones is my favorite. Mm -hmm. The prequels gave me a chance to give Star Wars to my son. Uh, at the time, he was one, uh, one years old. We saw them all at the theater and uh, even went to the first Star Wars celebration in L.A. It was the 25th anniversary of Star Wars. It was epic. Mission accomplished. It blew uh, his mind just like I was uh, just like mine when I was his age. Um, you know, playing laser tag with the 501st Stormtroopers Battalion once in a lifetime. Now we all now we go to all the celebrations in California since we live about 45 minutes away. I tried to get my two daughters on board. They like Star Wars and appreciate it, but don't nerd out like me and my son. I've listened listened to all the hyperspace uh, hangout episodes and was craving more, so I went back and listened to all the Rebel Watch episodes as well. All awesome. We need a little psychopathy and the trivia <laughs> trials back. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, and because of all of your relentless plugs, I'm now an upper. I have finished the Fellowship of the Rings and I'm currently on Chapter Six of the Two wow. Towers with Lane and Ez. I have always liked Lord of the Rings, but you have sparked a new fandom in me. Uh, I would just love some three hour hyperspace hangout episodes glorfindel yeah. all right oh god and shout out to swish and flick i'm a huge harry potter fan and at their level uh and now listen to them as well i'm waiting for new episodes to drop you all have great relationships and it's awesome to see how you all support each other you guys are amazing and i know i speak for all listeners thanks for everything you do you do justice to star wars and uphold everything that it stands for i'm building i'm building a pool and fire pit in my backyard so if you are ever in socal for anything 
um, hit me up and I'll treat you to a backyard <laughs> barbecue, beers, and some good times with some good speculations. This is the way. My Star Wars theory will be coming in a separate email because uh, this one was way too long. I'm not. I'm not going to apologize because I know the <laughs> rules. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The rules is That's whatever right. you want, man. Uh, stay safe through this pandemic and may the force be with you always. Jedi Master J Doggy Dog. Wow, man. Great wow. transmission. <laughs> Dude, I literally Dude. could not imagine. You know, and it's oh it's hard. My. I mean, so I can, you know, I, I especially younger people today, like, you know, we grew up in a time, you know, like I remember like the internet, right? I mean, we got to mm-hmm. like you got to talk about it a little bit. So, you know, I remember being playing like ski free and solitaire on my grandma's computer, Windows 95. And yeah. then I remember like people getting Roadrunner, right? You know that like, wow, this is faster internet. Yep. yep. Right? Um, but I would say really I th- I don't think um what we were what we're at today was really until one like facebook like facebook changed everything in terms of like getting information sure. right and then like smartphones so like i don't even think of like the era of information that we're in right now i don't think was really something that we really had until like 2011 2012 because even when the internet was out and you had like Roadrunner and stuff. It wasn't really until like Facebook's like 2007. So, like, still it would be like, you know, you'd have to go to websites. And they wouldn't have all the information because people just weren't mm-hmm. publishing everything at the at the time. Right. right. So, like, that's why, like, um, for me, a big I talk about the one of the reasons I love Episode One was the Pepsi cans. I, I very distinctly remember these promotional Pepsi cans. Um, and reading about this guy, Qui-Gon Jinn, right? And seeing yeah. Obi, yes. this young Padawan, Obi-Wan, and all of the speculation and build up for it. Because then after the movie came out, there was like a there was like a slew of Star Wars video games and all of this stuff. So like by the time Attack of the Clones came out, like I we I kind of knew more going into it. So mm-hmm. it was really episode one that was like, oh man, like this is like, what is it gonna be? Right? Yes. I mean, yes. you know, there weren't leaks, there weren't any of this other stuff. Like there was stuff on TV, but like to simply like the idea of going into a movie theater and then like having Star Wars just come on would be like oh. insane. Like that's crazy. That, yeah, yeah. That 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 is insane. And I I I I I absolutely that's probably one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. I mean, seriously, like that is so crazy going in bored out of your mind at YMCA camp. And then you you all right, it's it's movie Wednesday or whatever. Here we go. And next thing you know, it's it's Return of the Jedi. And you you thought like there wouldn't be enough. You had no idea. You're not in again. There's not Internet. There's not whatever. And and that's that's amazing. And I get what you're saying, Matt, because in episode one, when I sat down and I watched episode one, I actually thought to myself, when I started watching it, I just didn't, I didn't know, you know, I was, I was younger, much younger. I don't know how, how, how old we were actually, but we were yeah, pretty, we would have been, young. I mean, episode one came out in 1989, right? Yeah. So yeah. we would have been like 10, I was 10 going on 11, right? So you were, okay. so you would be like a, you're just a little bit older than me. So you would have been yeah, like 11. 11, you would have been 11 yeah. and then you would have turned 12 in December. Cause I think, yeah, I think so, it came, I think it came out in July. I think it came out in, 
which is it did because or maybe it came out yeah. in June or something. Maybe actually, it probably came out in May. To be honest, uh, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, because I up, but... yeah, because I remember I got I had a Darth Maul birthday cake uh, for my birthday that year, and one of it wasn't even a toy, but it was like a cake topper. It was like this plastic little Darth Maul cake topper, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. Is awesome. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it, it was it was May nineteenth, um nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I knew it was right around right around there. Yeah. So Right. So when I went into this, I I guess I didn't really when I had watched the the originals um and, and I was younger, I got that they were like I knew that this story was gonna go backwards. I thought I actually thought it was gonna be one movie to tell the whole story and lead us into four. I, that that's uh, being like flat out honest. I didn't know as a kid that there were going to be multiple movies. Cause I saw like a young Anakin and I was like, how's he supposed to turn? You know, I didn't get how he was going to turn into Darth Vader. And again, it was my mother who was there kind of saying, no, this is going to be episode. You're, you're going to have three of these. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? So that was we, so cool. Uh, I was blown away. You know, the, Hey buddy, this might be a three hour episode. Cause there's, there's yeah, that's there's fine. A lot that's stuff. fine. You know, I think actually that's a really interesting idea to talk about what did we actually think would happen in the prequels. So mm-hmm. I remember, I remember leaving episode two thinking good, like, man, there's going to be a lot in episode three, <laughs> like because mm-hmm. I thought I honestly thought Anakin would be Darth Vader at the end of episode two. Or mm-hmm. or like or yeah, because I or like I thought he yeah. would be Darth Vader at the beginning of episode three or something, because I thought I thought like to show the Jedi's like fall and like all these wars and stuff. I thought it was going to be like I thought we'd be way further along by the end of episode two. So when I left episode two. I was like really shocked. I was like, you know, I thought it was a really good ending, right? With him getting his arm cut off. We're like, uh oh, now we see yeah. it, right? And he like, start he's married. Yeah. He's, like, he's not supposed to do that, right? Like, right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you know, yep. uh, not supposed to do that. And so I thought, <laughs> I thought he would be like, have like turning to the dark side. I mean, like way further along. I didn't. I did. I definitely didn't think it would be this like like in the span of like three days. I thought it would have been a way longer way longer thing um yeah and yeah i i'm uh, let me jump in because i i think i know exactly what you're saying because after two um i didn't quite know until i started reading some of the books that oh this is going to be they're going to do like a time jump like and again it, information wasn't out there as much i didn't know how many years was were going to pass but i was like well it was a you know anakin in episode one it was a big time gap i mean he grew all the way up and then now there's going to be another time jump it seems like and so because I also was thinking when I was speculating about episode three, here are, here are two cool things that are that totally didn't happen, but I, I thought were going to happen. Um, I like you thought, well, Obi Wan's going to like he he fought in the Clone Wars and he fought against Vader is what I was thinking. I was like, he's gonna fight Vader, you know, and and that's gonna be what. I mean, now he does. It just didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to. Because I like you thought, oh. Maybe we're going to see in books or whatever he's going to start. He's going to have all this time to kind of turn to the dark side slowly. And maybe we'll see something out of the gate where he does something early on and turns to the dark side. The second thing, um, I kept going back to episode four when Vader says, you know, they're like, you know, that this battle station's fully operational. We need to use it. They're going to destroy Alderaan. And he says, you know, the ability to destroy a planet 
is insignificant to the power of the force. And I kept thinking, holy smokes, uh, like he's speaking from experience. You know, I was like, Vader is speaking from experience. He's going to do something that is bigger than destroying a planet. You know what I mean? With the force, he's going to do something that big. And I, I kept thinking that was going to happen. So it is kind of funny to think back to the prequels and say, although we knew really where we were going to, you know, to, to get, I guess, we didn't really know how we were going to get there or what it was going to look like. Um, I mean, again, I think it's brilliant. I think the way that it was done is 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 absolutely fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, I had a lot of different thoughts about Vader and how Anakin was going to become Vader uh, going into episode three. Right, so. because, because again, like, you, you, like you, for, like, I think it's, it's, it'd be tough for kids today um, to think about just, like, how information was passed. I mean, like, even, even still, I mean, I don't even honestly think that people, like, really had high-speed internet until – I we didn't. I mean, you and I lived out in the country. We, oh. li- we lived relatively close. Right. We had dial-up, and we had dial-up. And so, like, yep. even still, like, you just didn't surf the web because like, it took forever. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, and so, you know, I especially going into episode two and even into episode three, I mean, really, to me, the only information I had – really having some sign of idea was the clone wars the original clone wars cartoon because the set the the one we know like the one we think of more didn't even come out until after episode three after revenge of the sith was over and so we had the the original clone wars cartoon um which i actually think is good but that like introduced general grievous and so we knew we kind of knew who he was going into it but i mean there was there was a lot of games and stuff coming out but a lot of it was just like retelling events that happened in episode two, like Battle of Geonosis and stuff like that. Like there's a Clone Wars video yes. game or it'd be like Jedi Starfighter. It'd be like all these original characters and stuff that nothing that really tied in. So you really didn't have any idea going into it because there weren't like it's not like there's today where you, we were posting on Twitter and saying, hey, boom. I mean, you know, I mean, here we go. even like the social media we did have, like, you know, MySpace, it wasn't it wasn't the same. It wasn't like Facebook. I mean, no. Right. Yeah, I, I I get you. That's so. I mean, we're trying to say, you know, that um, again, again to Jedi Master J, like, what's we're, we're I, in the same boat in, in a mean, small way. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, similar. Like, yeah, it's it was interesting to sort of be like, what's coming next? And although we knew more were coming, because um, I mean, not knowing that there's going to be like a Return of the Jedi and, and that that just drops in front of you is is awesome. That's that's right. that's that can't be topped. But you know, I, I guess I would ask. I, I think when I look back and I go to some of those collectors and I'm, I'm looking up like old magazines and how information was sort of passed out, like what magazine did you have to have? What what was in the paper? What was being said about Star Wars? Like, where did you go to get your information? That's fascinating to look at when you go back and you look at those those pieces of information. Like there was some exclusive, right. some behind the thing and uh, behind the scenes thing, you know, exactly. So. And there wasn't and YouTube was didn't exist. Right. And so it wasn't like you could just go watch a bunch of trailers. I mean, yeah, you could probably have found them online, like on some website or something. But, God, it would have taken forever. You would have had to you would have had to actually download the trailer. Right. As like an MP3 yeah, file. Yeah. Play it in good old real real player for the people that remember that. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and so it was just crazy, man. It was just crazy. Like is thinking of thinking about that and so like all the speculation we had going into uh the prequels and stuff like that i you know almost a better time right because now it's like i mean you know we knew exactly i mean you and i pieced out 
uh, episode seven, just looking. Oh, here's all the trailers. Okay, blah, 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 like almost storyboarded it and said, "Here we go." Right. Same thing with yeah. eight and nine, and yeah, it. Was, I do think it, when when you, that's why people don't like being spoiled and stuff like that. I mean, when you the speculation is 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 where the fun is. I mean, what's gonna happen? Thinking yeah. about it. Exactly. Exactly. And to to speculate with not, I think that's like speculate with what they give you. And as long as what they give you is not too much, then I think you're good. So, you know, we try not to, we're not looking for insiders at, at star Wars or, or Disney or whatever to give us Intel on what's happening. We, whatever little nugget they give us in a trailer or something, we're going to take that and run with it and just have fun and, and kind of, you know, go, go at it that way. Uh, and I love, I, I've said this before, Mark Hamill has said in the past that he really thinks you know, if you're going to do a, a, a like a trailer, just do a teaser. Just literally, it's a, a teaser. Get this out there. People get kind of hyped about it and go in uh, with, I guess, you know, you're not expecting all these different things. I think sometimes we go in, we get a little disappointed because we developed the story in our mind. Um, that's why I always, I, always, I always caution people with speculation. Just it's fine to speculate. And we have, again, some some theories coming up here, but just be careful with that and, and go into it with a good mindset, a clean mindset of saying, um, I can't wait to see what they're going to show me. And I think right. you'll be fine and, and, and be a consumer. Um, so another thing too, I wanted to mention uh, to, to Jay here, sounds like he kind of grew up in Dagobah, which I was just yeah. like, talking about the swamp and stuff, playing with frogs. Oh my gosh. That, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. And then, yeah, to that, that's, a, that's awesome. That's actually a really cool story though. Just getting kind of, um, you know, through it, through his stepfather, getting into the VHS tapes, um, all the sci-fi stuff, Star Trek and, and Lost in Space, which are both fantastic. And then Star Wars is, that's really cool. I'm sure that's a really great memory and um, it's it's neat. I, I think uh, a lot of us can think back to those shelves that were full of um, VHS tapes and, and even older pieces of, of media and things that were that were um, kind of cool. They stick, they stick out in your mind. Uh, let's see here, another thing. Um, oh, yeah. And then also, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Like uh, going to celebration, going to the first celebration, by the way, that had to been like that's uh, that's something I wish that I knew more about when I was a kid that I knew more about these celebrations. Like my cousins and I would sit around and talk about what we learned from celebration. They were a little bit older than me and they would be telling me about this stuff. And I was just like, where is this? And I didn't know wh what was happening or, or how you even got this information. But again, they were older and more versed in the new technology that was coming out and they were kind of keeping up on everything. And I was younger, but they would tell me about Celebration. And I was just always, always, always wanted to go, always wanted to be a part of it, always wanted to see what this was like because it was people like me who were really into Star Wars. And uh, so that's pretty neat that, you know, when it's out there in Anaheim that that uh, that Jay is, is headed to, to Celebration. So hopefully it actually goes down and we're able to come out and I'll definitely take you up on on a beer in the backyard. That, that would be, that'd be awesome because I, I'm again, uh, you know, this whole pandemic is, is kind of crazy, but I'm, I'm hoping things calm down to where we can, we can get out there, um, and, and meet people and, and make new friends because it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, right. let's, you want to dive into his, his speculation? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. Well, here we go. Yeah. Hey, guys, I promise to keep this one short and sweet. Here is my speculation. Belly up, sit down so you don't fall over and get <laughs> ready. I'm thinking that Ahsoka's appearance in the second season of Mandalorian is to start her own series with baby Yoda. 
Think about it. At this time, she is one of the only people that can identify and understand what Baby Yoda is, the importance of the child to the Jedi Order or Sith, and possibility uh, and possibilities for who the child can become and the potential power the child could yield. Who else at this time, other than Luke and the Emperor, which are considered myths and legends at this time, have even heard of Yoda, let alone trained with him personally? She would uh, she would also be the best candidate to train him in the Jedi ways. And Ahsoka and Sabine in the final season of Rebels went to look for Ezra and Thrawn in the unknown regions. It is said that Yoda's race is from an un, from the unknown regions as well as Thrawn's race. Maybe at this time the Mandalorian. Uh, in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka has found Ezra and Thrawn, and maybe she plans to work with Thrawn to find the wor- the homeworld of Yoda to return the baby back to its race and start his training as well as continue Ezra's. Think about it. Thrawn is from the Unknown Regions and is the most brilliant mind that we know of. If anyone could find Yoda's homeworld, he could. Can you imagine uh, the adventures through the Unknown Regions with Thrawn leading the way and Ahsoka and Ezra training and using their abilities to protect the child? They might even meet up with Sabine. Epic. I'd like to know what you think. May the Force be with you always. J, uh, Jedi Master J. Doggy Dog. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have been thinking a little bit more um, about Thrawn Uh in possibly in possibly the Mandalorian and stuff. So as I said, I've been re- I've been reading some more comics and I've been looking at the Thrawn comics. Um and in the in the Thrawn comic he talks about, you know, how actually it's Anakin uh that like saved him. Right? Anakin Skywalker saved yep. him at, at one point in his life. And, you know, talking about the Chiss and how like the Chiss have kind of their own deal going on. Um and so I was actually kind of thinking, you know, since we know, like, I think we would know if there was some big war or something that happened. Um, so it would be you know, small time stuff. But in the unknown regions with the Chiss, maybe there is like a Chiss ascendancy war or something that's going on. Yes, sir. And that would be yeah. like, that would be a way to have Thrawn story have like some big, huge thing happen um, that wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily revolve around the New Republic. Uh, and then you could have, then you could go like really crazy with the Mandalorian if you wanted, right? I mean, you could have like big epic wars that you'd be like, well, how's come we haven't heard about that? Well, because it takes place in the unknown regions, right? And so that wouldn't tie into anything that would affect like First Order stuff as we lead into Episode Seven, right? And some of the stuff we know that happens there when you start to read Bloodlines, some of these aftermath books, and all this other stuff, right? You'd be like, all right, here's kind of the timeline. So you could have like an enormous, like full scale war over there. Um, that wouldn't uh, essentially uh, affect any of the stuff we have in the timeline. And then, you know, you could have like, you know, Ezra Bridger is not going to like le- let people die or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. So if there's like some war, I mean, heck, if you want to reintroduce like the Uzenvong, right, you could actually yeah. now that the Empire has oh. gone, this would be yeah. this would be really awesome. And I think people would really like this. I've been kind of thinking about this. You could actually have like so maybe they come back like maybe Thrawn tries to come back or whatever and the Empire's gone. So what does Thrawn do? I mean, I don't think that actually that Thrawn is gonna like try to rebuild the Empire. I think he would go back and try to help his own people. People. And you Absolutely could actually have would. Thrawn and Ezra team up, which would be insane. Yeah. And people I think people would Dude, lose yeah. their minds and love it. I, I do too. It would, it would definitely be different. And that's kind of what um, Jedi Master J is saying is that like 
we could see Thrawn um, helping, whether it's Ezra or Ahsoka or whoever. And I think the reason being, so when you look at the reasons why, when you look at Thrawn, the reason we love that character so much, and, and by the way, people have to remember, this was an EU Legends character that George did not really, I mean, he approved and and thought it was that it was cool and neat and stuff, but then now, you know, with, with um, Rebels and stuff, Dave Filoni says, yeah, we're bringing that character in. It's a great character, and it's it, it has complexity, and is very intelligent, um, and is more so really like aligned with the empire and this the, the creation of this empire because he knows that there is a threat out there that is greater than any threat in this galaxy, and so and that the Chiss ascendancy essentially are faced with that being at the border of the galaxy and and being at this unknown region point, um, which seems to be in all of legends material, a point of entry into the galaxy in a place where one could be attacked. Um, it just, that seemed to be the way that it kind of broke down. Um, you actually do have in legends, you have what is known as like the, I think it was called the swarm war, uh, which was something pretty neat. It took, it took place out there, uh, in, inside and around, um, the unknown region, and there was the Chiss Ascendancy, you know, fighting with the Jedi Order and the Galactic Alliance against, uh, I think it was Darkness and One Sith or whatever. So there was a bunch of stuff kind of happening out there in that in that region. So you could totally do that, and then it wouldn't be, and you, and you would say, well, did the rest of the galaxy kind of kind of hear about that, or, or why why isn't that known or recorded or or whatever? Again, we're in this new canon phase where there's so much stuff that. We just don't know. There are just gaps that maybe they do know about it. Maybe the New Republic does hear some of these rumblings, but it's too it's too far out there. It's outside of their jurisdiction, and 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 that's and that's that. Um, I also think you're right in that Thrawn, the biggest, what well, one of his he was a big advocate of of increasing the the fleet mm-hmm. and not putting all of those resources just into a single Death Star, and if that's destroyed or or whatever, then. Yeah, basically, it's a it's a focal point for you know if you have every starship in the galaxy, just you know, come in and attack your 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 Death Star. Well, you're kind of uh, screwed there. You need to build up your fleet, and then you can kind of patrol and and um, manage the galaxy better versus like managing it through one Death Star. And so I think if he were to come back and kind of see the state of the of the Empire, I don't think he's he's gonna hop right back in and say, yeah, let's fix this. I think he's going to turn to the next best thing, yeah. which is his own people. So like the Chiss ascendant. So, okay. So I, I have the comic pulled up here. So I'm just, I'm just going to read a couple panels here. Um, so sure. uh, Thrawn is like being presented to the emperor, right? Like he as almost kind of as like a, kind of like a prisoner. Right. Um, so it says captain. So this is uh, Palpatine talking captain park. I'm told you bring me a gift. I do your majesty, a warrior reportedly of a species known as the Chiss. Um, Thrawn speaking. If I may, Your Majesty, I'm not merely a gift. I'm also a resource, one you uh, like, one you have never seen uh, the like of before, and may never seen again. You would do well to utilize me. I mean, this is Thrawn, okay? Yep. In chains, yep. talking to Palpatine, right? Like, I mean, um, would I? Certainly, you're a resource of unlimited confidence. What exactly do you offer, Chiss? Uh, Thrawn, there are threats lurking in the unknown regions that will someday uh, find your empire. I am familiar with them. I offer my military skill to utilize and making plans to seek out uh, these and eliminate these dangers. 
uh, Palpatine. And what do you, what uh, what exactly do you wish from my empire? Thrawn, a state of mutual gain. I offer my knowledge and skill to you now in exchange for your consideration to my people in the future. Uh, Captain Park, you said that your people exiled you. Uh, back to Thrawn. Uh, they are still my people. So, I mean, that's like huge, right? I mean, so that's something to think about. Um, you know, Palpatine says, and when that future comes, what if I refuse to grant you uh, the consideration to your people? Uh, Thrawn says, then I will have gambled and lost. But I have until that time to convince you that my goals and yours do indeed coincide. Uh, Palpatine, uh, tell me, if you served the Empire, yet a threat arose against your people, where would your loyalties lie? Which of us would command your allegiance? Uh, Thrawn, if I were to serve the Empire, you would command my allegiance. Uh, then back to Palpatine, what guarantee do you offer? Uh, Thrawn, my word is my guarantee. Perhaps your servant can speak of the strength that I vow. My servant? Uh, perhaps I assumed that uh, was incorrectly that was your servant, yet he always spoke highly of Chancellor Palpatine. It's showing uh, his name is Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, then Palpatine lies and says he did not serve him, whatever. Uh, but so anyway, you know, yeah. basically he says like it's all about at the end of the day, it's about serving his people. So the yep. empire that the all of these promises and everything that Palpatine offered him no longer exist. So if That's Thrawn right. does come back, unless it's simply, you know, to go against Ezra Bridger. Then, you know, because he's he's foiled his plans and stuff like that, then what is what I don't see how Thrawn actually, you know, really is going to do anything. I mean, the, the, the he would almost yeah. be better off serving the New Republic. Right. Uh, so unle- yeah, unless yes. unless well, unless he and Ezra don't come back until way later and he you know joins like the first order or something. But if he were to come back now, then the only I mean. There'd be no reason for him to just not go back to the Chiss, and then that you there you could have some some big war there. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, so here's something else. Um, I, I I totally agree with everything you said because there's it's such a a distance from the core world. I mean, look at how separated the outer rim is from the core worlds. You know, yeah. Like Let me pull the the, the the like the galactic. Um, Republic did not have any authority on Tatooine. You know, Qui-Gon Jinn, like the like like Republic credits are are no good here. Why? Because they're it's outside of their jurisdiction. This is an outer rim backwater world. Well, the unknown region is even further than that. It's even it's even further out there. Transmissions are lost. You have to have relay stations and and communication is difficult. Um, transmissions are delayed and things like that. It's not an easy. It's not an easy place to navigate. You could run a whole series in the unknown region, and that would. Ne- and it's almost like it's it's a, not really a separate galaxy, but it's like so far removed um, that you could hear rumors back and forth between the two. But you could really do something crazy there with Thrawn, with Ezra, um, and I like what Master um, Jedi Master J is saying in that you take maybe Baby Yoda once. Baby Yoda is passed off. He disappears with Ahsoka, and we don't know what that's about. 
The Mandalorian continues on, and then we start saying, wait, what happened to Ahsoka and Baby Yoda? And they say, don't worry, there's a series coming. You know, there's that we're going to explain that later. Um, but in the meantime, have fun with The Mandalorian, and we will. I think there will be uh, tons more to kind of you know s- speculate and think about. And, and actually, The Mandalorian, the underworld there, them being this far out as well and kind of operating on these backwater planets, they're not... Like they hear about, they're almost like a bridge between what would be the unknown region and the New Republic. You know, they're kind of the in between in this in this sandwich. So, yes, they they have um, some interaction with Imperial remnant forces, some interaction with the New Republic. I mean, that one episode where Din Djarin basically like the prison break, they wanted nothing to do with the New Republic because the New Republic would come in there highly armed. They were, I mean, they were they were very much afraid of of the the new Republic and what they could do. You didn't want to be caught up in uh, and be, be arrested or taken by them um, or, or face them in, in any type of skirmish because they're that good. Like they're that well stocked. So uh, yeah, I can totally see something like this happening where, where we have uh, an, an, an Ahsoka series. She has become such a big deal in the star Wars universe and we love her so much. And it does sort of make sense that, that if we're going to take baby Yoda back to his people, that it may just be at first that those people are individuals who are force sensitive. And um, I think, I gotta go back here and look, but I think uh, Jedi Master Jay said that like, you know, the likes of Luke uh, and and these other, even Palpatine and, and some of the things that happened in at the end of episode six are kind of legends. Like, like even the rest of the galaxy has heard about Luke Skywalker, but they don't really know exactly what happened or, or have all those details. And so you've heard of the legend of Luke Skywalker and that's already growing rapidly within the five years after uh, return of the Jedi. So yeah, I don't know there's just, there's people, people need to remember it's a galaxy and there are systems inside of the galaxy and there's just so many different, um, different regions and little, little areas or settings that you could actually, you know, you know, do, do a whole lot in and have those be separate from the new Republic or even, you know, the sequel trilogy and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. And we have a 30 year gap. We, we have do. a 30 year gap to kind of, you know, uh, that we still 25 of those years, uh, if not more or give or take, uh, need to be filled and need and have we have room to, to kind of do stuff in. I mean, there are whole wars. I'll go back to the Legends page that I had pulled up here. Um, let me see here at the bottom. Um, like the Yuuzhan Vong War uh, was a four year war that took place in 25 um 25 ABY to 29 ABY. So in four years, you have a, I don't know, I don't know how many novels there are in that New Jedi Order series, but there are tons. There are so many battles, so many skirmishes, skirmishes, like it's a crazy war that takes place and it happens in four years. Like you can totally have something like that happen um, before episode seven. You know what I mean? Like, like there's just tons of room for that. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. So man, it's just uh, yeah, there's so much. Um Great. okay, so we got one here from uh Josiah. Now, okay, real quick here. Point point of order because as and I had as and I had had to do some things here. So we're curious, Josiah, if we went to high school with you cuz we have like a there's a Josiah that we know and we're like we know he's in the Facebook group, and he says he's also from right. Ohio, and sort of like, uh, okay. So j- if you did, just shoot us a message again and let us know. Po- it's possible, but pro- maybe not, because it doesn't seem like, but 
we're we're confused on that. But anyway, here we go. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Matt and Ez, I've been a listener since the end of Rebel Watch Days, and I really enjoy your show. You are the first Star Wars podcast I found, and it's always nice to see other Ohioans that love Star Wars as much as I do. So for my Star Wars origin story, I've known Star Wars for as long as I can remember. Growing up, I had episodes four, five, and one on VHS and collected the rest of the original complete saga on DVD when I was old enough to realize there were more. My love for Star Wars grew even more when the Clone Wars cartoon came out in 2008, as I was the perfect age range when the show first aired. I took a break from Star Wars for a while after that series um, initially ended, but now as an adult, I am more involved with Star Wars than even before. Uh, enjoying the franchise I grew up with some of my closest friends I just finished listening to episode 61 of Hyperspace Hangout where you mentioned uh, D&D again uh, like Dungeons and Dragons uh, coincidentally I learned about Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons and I plan on doing a campaign with my friends as soon where I'll be DMing for the first time you also brought a uh, back a memory I, as I didn't realize I had of the Jedi quest and the last of the Jedi book series from my childhood the nostalgia hit me out of nowhere you both opened my eyes to new opinions about Star Wars, and it's great to hear what you have to think about all the movies, shows, and books. I look forward to continually hanging out in hyperspace with you both. Josiah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we were talking about D&D, and, um, you know, as, as Josiah said, recently learned about Star Wars D&D. Uh, that's pretty cool, because I've been interested in that, and I think that would be kind of neat, uh, something for us to maybe consider, um, you know, a hangout or doing something uh, with that. I think would be would be awesome and then it's so cool so many of us have that memory of, of collecting the vhs and then which order did you collect them which one did you have first and then you know how did you uh get in get into uh, getting the rest of whatever star wars uh thing you didn't have how did you go about you know getting that so uh yeah and then and then being i think this is actually kind of kind of neat and something to think about so clone wars the cartoon coming out in 2008 and that being sort of for some people that was that was it like that was maybe even their entry point like they were just at that age and I'm not saying that that's Josiah but like for some people that is when that comes out and you're growing up and that's your Star Wars well then you're in and for a lot of my kids who write and I actually have to go back a few years but like when before this transition to uh, from from uh, well this transition to Disney you know Clone Wars is what they had you know it was still the thing I mean there were still books coming out and stuff like that but Clone Wars was that thing that you could turn to as as a youngster, uh, and it, it, you, it was a gateway into the rest of this galaxy. So that's that's kind of neat, and I think we need to always always remember that. Um, you know, Matt, you you were talking the other day about these guys who run the prequel Reddit, right? Oh uh, my gosh, uh, a, man! Like, yeah, right? how do oh, I <laughs> don't I need to, I need to tell like the entire story behind that thing. Uh, so I I can I can t- I can save that for just after this. But let me talk about that because that is something I have to, I have okay. to talk about. Okay. It's, it's, it was it was some great stuff that happened this week. Yeah, so it's just like you have those people who who um, it just depends on on when you when you got when you got into this and and hyperspace hangout is really it's kind of neat that you know Matt and I are kind of we came in right right around like the prequels that was sort of our you know. Um, when when we were getting into it, um, we were into the originals, but yet we, as we're growing up, the prequels are coming out um, because we're right there in the middle, I guess. And it's nice to have people who were around for the originals and can send us their stories. And then those individuals who were just after us, who got into Clone Wars, because I, as I was growing up, I, I went to college and in Clone Wars, although I knew about it, I didn't really follow it very much. And it was later on when I graduated and I got my first teaching job that my students challenged me 
on like, I'll never forget the reason I started uh, Star Wars podcasting was because there was this great debate going on in my classroom about um, Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. And I can go into more details about that later, but some of the stuff they were saying, you know, most of the time I let the kids just do your thing. <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really get involved in the arguments. And it's just like this before class and we're getting into something, you know, and, and I'm hearing this conversation. I'm sitting there going, no, I have to intervene. I have to, like, I, I cannot let, and, it, and again, it wasn't, it was nothing. Uh, they were just having casual conversation about it and they were trying to educate one of their uh, peers on something that had happened in a Clone Wars episode and they were talking about this and I didn't really know Clone Wars that well but I definitely knew where this was headed and some of the tie-in to the original so I jump in this conversation and uh, they were just sort of blown away first of all that was a great way to make a connection because those kids for the rest of the year were on point and did every single homework assignment uh, in my class and were, were, were awesome <laughs> so because you know they they wanted to be you know they they started calling me like, um, instead of Mr. Kirk, it was Master Kirk. Nice. You know, it's like they started calling me like all these different things. They're just kind of funny kids. And, uh, but they, they really, you know, uh, so I got into that whole whole piece and we st I started thinking like, man, I actually have read a lot of Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I should talk about it more. And so that kind of uh, propelled me into Star Wars podcasting. But they challenged me on all this Star Wars stuff. And I was like, holy cow, this is a huge void in my Star Wars knowledge, I need to, I've, I've been reading all the books and I've even read some of the Clone Wars books, but I just never flipped on the Clone Wars, you know, TV show. And so I did that much later. And because of those guys, I got inspired to go back and, and really watch it and get caught up on everything. So that was great. But um, yeah, so thanks again, Josiah. That's, that's really cool. Um, nice little origin story. And, uh, and then let us know how, how the um, Star Wars D&D goes. And if, if that is something that um, works out, you know, and, and how easy that was to transition, I guess that would be kind of kind of cool because I would like to know more about that. Yeah, because so. yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would like to I'd like to get into that maybe at, at some point. But yeah. OK, really yeah. quick, just because as as brought it up and I can't believe I haven't forgot. OK, so I I really like Reddit. I should say that uh, because I think Reddit is one of the better kind of social media um, kind of communities out there because the advantage of Reddit is that you can find like ultra specific things. Right. And people looking, talking, uh, looking and talking about very ultra specific things. So there's a lot of Star Wars Reddits, but one of my favorites is um, a Reddit called prequel memes. It is literally nothing but prequel memes. That's it. That's like their only rule. You cannot yeah. post anything unless it is a prequel meme. So, um, I follow it and I saw them talking about some thing and like, of course they did it. They had to do it. You know, it's like Jeopardy. It has to be in the form of a question. And so I guess, so there was a Rotten Tomatoes poll, um, that was doing this like big, you know, March Madness breakdown, uh, you know, best, like best summer movie. Right. Um, and so, let me, let, me, let me pull up the bracket here. Uh, so and it started out with like, you know, probably 64 movies or, or something like that. And so some of them were uh, let's see here. So we had, you know, like the Dark Knight uh, versus, you know, you had Men in Blacks in there, Shrek, all the stuff. And they're broken down into categories. So um, where I really started to see and where they really started to talk about it was they were trying to rig this tournament so that um, Revenge of the Sith would win. 
right? But they didn't. I shouldn't say rig it. Basically, they they saw that it was it was going on because what happened was towards the the final round, um, you had. Let's see. You had the Dark Knight versus Star Wars. You had Jaws versus Raiders of the Lost Ark. Return of the Jedi versus Iron Man. Finding Nemo versus Spider Man Three. Dark Knight Rises versus Avengers Infinity War. Revenge of the Sith against Avengers Endgame. Toy Story Three versus Back to the Future. Empire Strikes Back versus uh, Captain America: Civil War. Right. And so people in the comment section were saying Avengers Endgame is clearly going to win. And uh, uh, the prequel meme basically started putting all of these stuff out there and they were like, you know, for the Republic and like all, you know, all of these like <laughs> these stuff from like the Clone Wars and stuff of like Avengers Endgame, like Revenge of the Sith has to be Avengers Endgame. And so uh, like more people voted in that poll, like half a million people voted in that poll and like all the other polls were like, you know, under 100,000. Right. And so. Right. Uh, Revenge of the Sith absolutely murdered Avengers Endgame. And then this is where things got crazy. So Star Wars, um, so so then like Star Wars beat the Dark Knight, moved on to the next round. So it was Star Wars versus Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi versus Finding Nemo, um, The Dark Knight Rises versus Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Back to the Future versus Empire Strikes Back. So then some somebody like some people caught on to the fact that this this Star Wars prequel memes uh was like in there like you know pulling strings and so it turned into like a bloodshed war um <laughs> between revenge of the sith and dark knight rises in a poll that resulted in 33 million votes so like some guy <laughs> like dude so like it turned into this like war between like the d like reddit it was like a reddit war man and so like like all of these like comic like reddits were coming together and so the prequel memes was like seeking like they were like you know we're getting support from like other star wars uh reddits right and all all of this stuff like and so it's like here comes like the sequel memes comes in and like all this stuff (laughs) they even got the lord of the rings memes on their side and so like oh it was great because uh it was like they you know and so meanwhile while this is going on like on rotten tomatoes and like rotten tomatoes servers were like crashing and everything over like some ridiculous absurd poll the star wars prequel memes is post like because they can only talk in memes like you know, you can make a post and say something, but you have to have like a meme. Is just like yeah. so hilarious, man. Like they showed. Um, there was one that was, uh, if you know, the Lord of the Rings when um, Gimli and Legolas are like standing next to each other and they're talking about like you know, how about a friend, right? You know, like I never thought like, I. Yes, yes. So it's like like a yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like here comes the Lord of the Ring guys. It's like, well, you know, I never thought I'd you know go to battle with like, <laughs> <laughs> or like in the Two Towers when they when they show up and it's like to honor the pact, right? You know what I mean? Like the it's yeah, like so yeah, absurd. yeah. It's like so absurd. And so anyway, so some guy like made a bot and absolutely destroyed revenge of the sith so the dark knight rises beat revenge of the sith like down and so then they said all right so all the prequels were out raiders of the lost ark beat star wars so the final eight uh was raiders of the lost ark or no excuse me the final four was raiders of the lost ark versus return of the jedi dark knight rises versus empire strikes back 
Uh, and so then um, Empire Strikes Back beat the Dark Knight Rises, and so and Raiders of the Lost Ark lost to Return of the Jedi. So it came down to a final battle of Return of the Jedi versus uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Wow. So the prequel guys were pulling for Empire Strikes Back because that's the next, you know, closest thing to Revenge of the Sith compared to, like, Return of the yeah. Jedi because, like, you know, the Empire wins and they could post all these, like, Palpatine, right, you know, memes yeah. and all of this stuff. And so the Empire Strikes Back ultimately won as the single best uh, summer movie ever. But uh, it was just, it was totally oh, fun. Wow. I went to Twitter, right? And I went to Twitter. I was like, because at one point, at one point, like, they were like pulling all this stuff to like just beat Star Wars because of like what they did with Avenge of the Sith. So at one point, uh, like um, Return of the Jedi was losing to Finding Nemo. And so, like, they wow. were like, we cannot let this happen. <laughs> like, so, right. so, like, I went to Twitter and I was like, guys, we need, like, votes. And people were retweeting and sharing and stuff like that. And so, like, it was it was just, it was so ridiculous, so much fun, so many absurd memes. I was sending them to Ez and he was like, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it is yeah. hilarious, right? And stuff like that. Dude. And so. Yeah, the the Reddit wars. It I mean, was a war, is... man. It was a war. Yeah. So Star Wars did That's prevail actually... in the end, and you know, Empire Strikes Good. Back, which probably I think you know, if you actually ran, I mean, more. You know, there's been tons of like Rolling probably Stone well. polls yeah. and all that stuff that that still still to this day people feel like Empire Strikes Back isn't just the best Star Wars movie. I mean, there are still tons of polls and all the stuff that has Empire Strikes Back as the single best movie ever made. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool. I mean, that's actually that's one of those times where you like you see social media and stuff being used in such a, a you know a really good, fun, creative way, and and just sort of um, it's, it's almost like it was a sport. You know, uh, you're out there just kind of like recruiting. Who can we get? Who can we? T- you're making alliances. The fact that's the coolest part to me when you told me that that they were reaching out saying, okay, like the Star Wars Reddits were coming together, but then that wasn't enough, and then Lord of the Rings you know steps in and says, we will join you. Right? You have my you have my sword, you have my bow, you have my axe, right? Um, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. That's and like really cool. some of these were like some of these memes, cause I, I sent you some, they were just absurd. Right. And so it's like, you know, like they, uh, <laughs> like what, one is Anakin from episode two, where he's like, I voted for them all. They're all upvoted. Not just, you know, not <laughs> just Revenge of the Sith, but the original movies too. Like, cause it's, <laughs> cause it's like the prequel. Uh, it's like just so, so absolutely absurd and like ridiculous. Yeah. Cause it's, it's it is, it is without question. What it is one of the funniest Reddit. I, I I follow like I just I just go in there and like all of those things are just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, well, it's funny because you, you know you've been. Um, I think we said in gosh five ten years or something, people are going we're going to look at Star Wars and and the, those fans who were who are in love with the prequels will have grown up and will be more on the internet and will um, be voicing more of their opinion that, that know the, the prequels are great. I mean, I think there's a lot of that right now anyways, clearly with this, this, these reddits. Um, but I think that's going to kind of, going to continue to grow. I think revenge of the Sith is amazing. And as we, you know, get, get, uh, further along here in star Wars, we're going to keep looking at it and going, wow, it's really good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's, it's yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, gosh, on TikTok, man, you know, as I, sometimes I go down TikTok rabbit holes and all the star Wars stuff is revenge of the Sith. I mean, I I do oh, yeah. I do I Prequel do, I stuff, do yeah. think that just because of the the generation that that was was up when you know that's that was like the original trilogy for us when we were kids we were able to watch it all at once and then so many other people but I mean that's that generation that they're the ones who grew up right once social media and everything started I mean that will that will be the generation you know 
So I think, yeah, I think in like 10 years or so, they might look at the prequels. The prequels might somehow have, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be sitting there being like, hold on a second. What just happened? Like now, like the prequels yeah. are considered the best movies. And then, you know, maybe 10 years from that, I mean, you know, the the kids who are the, the sequel generation, I mean, you know, maybe, but who knows? Who knows? So. Right. Right. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, let's finish up here with one more. Um, we have one more transmission. And again, guys, send us a transmission. We we truly will read it, and we would love to discuss and hear more speculation, more origin stories, uh, questions you have. If you want to know more about a particular Legends topic, Mara Jade, whatever it may be, uh, send those. We will do the research. Uh, recently over on our Bend the Knee podcast, if you're into Game of Thrones, we also run a Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire uh, podcast. I think we've done about five or six YouTube videos just based upon recommendations. Mm-hmm. Like people have just been saying, well, hey, do we do this next? And we're like, yeah, sure. And we just have gone and produced. And uh, basically we have an, uh, an episode that's featured by, uh, it's it's supported by or initiated by whoever the, the, the listener was that kind of sent us in a raven. And we said, sure, we'll do it. And we did, we turned right around, did a, um, an episode on it. So be sure to do that. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I think the last couple of weeks, just getting your guys' transmissions and reading them, uh, they fire us up, and it's just it's just a fun way to kind of connect with each other. And even if you have a kind of a follow up too, if we've read someone's trans transmission or read their theory, and you want to follow up and and make responses to that, uh, again, send us send us that transmission, and we'll we'll go back and have have those conversations. So uh, here we go. So this is Jedi Master Eli uh, says that I'm a huge Star Wars fan and love your podcast. I just got into Star Wars this year and started your podcast not long ago. I just finished Star Wars Clone Wars and could probably watch it again. I have also started watching Rebels, which is great. I love all the movies and want to start reading some of the books that uh, go into more detail about certain characters, Force Prophecies, and Aftermath. Uh, what should I read first? I know there are a lot of books. Please give me a shout out in the next episode. Shout out to Jedi Master Eli. Thank you so much for sending in that uh, transmission. We definitely really, really appreciate the support and and uh, yeah, let me see here. You know, I'm going to I'm going to think about this for a sec, but I, I, I have a few things um, written down uh, because the longer you go, the, the longer we have these new canon novels coming out. I it's it's interesting. You know, Matt, it's interesting to say, where do I, I this? This question was asked to me eight months right. ago and I don't I, you know, my, my response, I think, is is different now. Like if you have not read the Aftermath series, I would say that's important to go read. And, I, and the reason I would say, like, after seeing The Mandalorian season one, see, I was answering this question before I had seen um, The Mandalorian. Now, after I've seen it and I've thought more about the timeline, I'm like, well, some pretty important, if you're into that time period and you want to know more about that, then you've got to go read the Aftermath books. Like, I think that's really important. Um, I would even say Alphabet Squadron is, is a newer book that's out, and it does kind of cover... Uh, some of that, uh, you, you have characters like Harrison Dula from rebels. So there you go, Eli, it's a connection back to two rebels. Um, it, it just sort of talks about the Imperial remnant and what it's like. If you were, a le- if you were left over, you're an admiral or grand admiral, um, well, yeah, admiral, and you're, you have a fleet or a couple star destroyers under your command, but you weren't at the battle of Jakku, or maybe you got away like, what do you do? I mean, where do, where do you go? Who, who do you, Cause you're running them. Essentially, if you have a star destroyer, um, you've got like a small city there. I mean, you've got like oh. a, a large force just in that. So that's a big deal. Where do you take that? Where do you congregate? Where do you, you know, 
um, what, what, like where are the shipyards and all, the, all that kind of stuff. So that is in Alphabet Squadron, and it's pretty cool to learn more about that and the contingency plan. It's kind of a continuation of the Aftermath series. So that's really neat. Now, the second, my, my well, I guess it's my third. So Aftermath, um, Alphabet Squadron, which and there's a new book coming out, by the way, for Alphabet Squadron soon, or either came out or it's coming out soon, I'm not sure. Um, next, I would go to the Thrawn trilogy, and simply because if you want to get in on some of the speculation and you want to talk about maybe what happened to Thrawn after the Rebels series, and you want to talk about whether Thrawn is still out there in the Unknown Regions, I think it's actually really cool um, to go read the first two books and then get ready for that third book that's kind of coming out, whether it's, I think it's later this summer or this fall, I don't have those uh, pulled up in front of me, but the, the Thrawn trilogy is fantastic. And actually, if you want to do like a hybrid uh, thing here. This is this is not for the... This is, that was all canon. Those are all canon references. But I would still even say that the Thrawn books of old, um, Air... Um, Air... Oh, what is it? Air, Air of the, the Empire? Empire. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that and Dark Force Rising, that, that Thrawn trilogy is really good. And it actually... Um, you get a lot more insight into Thrawn's character and the way Thrawn thinks. And it's really, really neat. And it won't be super disruptive. You can just kind of go experience that. And it's sort of this contained little trilogy in Legends. And then you can kind of say, hey, I've read some Legends stuff. And I, I know a little bit about Thrawn from Legends. And you can also see just how very different uh, these two timelines are. But that's for people who are really invested and want to know more about Thrawn. And then lastly, um, so again, I would go Aftermath, Alphabet Squadron, and that, uh, that the, the Thrawn trilogy, the new canon uh, Thrawn books, get into those. And then I would go, if you want to, back to Master and Apprentice. Learn more about the prophecies because uh, uh, Eli mentioned the Force prophecies. And that is uh, covered in Master and Apprentice. Qui-Gon starts to learn more about them. We hear about the obsession that um, his, his master had with them. And uh, Dooku's other apprentice, which is pretty neat. And, and, and the connection to all of these force prophecies it's fantastic and then after that you have dooku jedi lost which is an audio book that they later on then uh, it was it was an audio uh play or, or or drama or whatever and then they turned it into a book uh which is which is pretty neat so that's kind of if you want that pre-episode one stuff you want to go back to sort of the beginning of the timeline you can kind of start there and there's um i again our friend uh tom gross from coffee with kenobi who we're going to be talking to hopefully uh later on this summer has been a big uh, fan of of the Padme books, which we have we have one coming out soon that I, I kind of want to get into. So so those are pretty neat as well. So I guess just sort of my recommendation uh, for 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 books. There's just there, there's a lot. There's so many. I think I think you need to look at a timeline. I think when you when you go into that, you need to sort of say what area or or what piece of Star Wars do I want to know more about? Like which which time period. Uh, and that's why I said Aftermath is great if you want to learn what happens after Return of the Jedi going into The Mandalorian. You start to understand more about the dynamics of the galaxy, what happened to the Empire, and why in The Mandalorian do we see the Empire? Uh, we still see this Imperial Remnant. Why did they not go with uh, the, the rest of those Imperials on Jakku from the Aftermath series who go to the Unknown Region? You know, like like the First Order... Uh, was created from the the ashes, essentially, of the old empire. But there were still those who were not invited. Some some of those groups were not um, 
didn't get the invite to go to the unknown region and to start the first order. So there's still the Imperial remnant left around. So I think that's a, a cool place to kind of start now. And if you want to do something over the summer, I would say read those and then we'll get, get ready for season two of the Mandalorian. Cause I think we're going to explore a lot more of that, 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 uh, you know, aspect of star Wars. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Gosh, as great transmissions today, man. Gosh, I love, I love it. It guys. Well, yeah. Hey guys, get ready because we are. This is what we're calling season two of Hyperspace Hangout here. So there's gonna be a lot more uh, stuff going on. Um, and having a lot of fun hanging out on Twitch. Uh, as might be doing some more Facebook Live stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's got some other stuff he's yes, kind of kind of planning. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, just a lot. Just love it. Love it, love it, love yeah. it. So, guys, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Our next episode, we will continue to discuss your transmissions. So be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, origin story, or some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.